Waltney. Waltney Group. Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Andy Brownell on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good. You know, it's fun to go through the holiday season and see everybody and do all that, but it's kind of relaxing now to get past Oh, uh, Do you know, I am such, and I've said this before, but I am such a wipe it clean, start over, clean slate, fresh start kind of girl. So the first of the year, the beginning of the year is always such an exciting time for me because I just love fresh new start overs. I love them. All right. So last week we teased that this week we were going to begin a, I don't know what you want to call it, education series. Uh, yeah, I want to get, I want to basically be able to guide people um, through the basic steps of real estate because the things that I take for granted and I think that everybody should just know because it's what's in my blood, it's not the case. You know, other people don't know and people want to know uh just what do I do? Where do I start? And it can be a kind of an intimidating thing. So I thought there's probably a lot of people out there who have made a New Year's resolution that this is the year I'm going to become a homeowner or this is the year that I'm going to at least start the process so I know what it's going to take to buy a house. So I want to go through what that looks like. So the expectations of a buyer this week. Correct. Where do you start? Okay, so... I get a lot of phone calls that say, hi, um, I was given your name by so-and-so and I want to buy a house and I don't know anything about it. Where do I start? So I say the first thing I'd like to do is just sit with you face-to-face because I'm very much a face-to-face person, right? So come on in and let's talk through the process because as you can imagine, there's no, it's not the same for every single person. It's going to be a unique you know, set up for everybody. So depending on what your timeline is, you know, where you are financially, do you, are you just now at the point where you have to start saving for the down payment or do you already have that part? So we get together and we start, I start to ask questions. Okay. So some of the questions that I might ask you, we'll just kind of pretend that you're that first time home buyer. Okay. Okay. So some of the questions I would say is, okay, first of all, have you been pre-approved? Okay. Oh, what do you mean pre-approved? Right. So the pre-approval is the most important thing because what I'm going to do at that point is set you up with a, you know, lender that I have great confidence in, that I have worked with time after time. And I'm not talking about one specific lender. I have several of those lenders. And I think that sometimes there's a good match for whatever reason. Okay. For instance, if you are a doctor, then I might send you to somebody who can give you a physician's loan where you get 0% down and don't have to pay mortgage insurance. If you're a first time home buyer, I might send you to somebody who I think is the most expert lender in the area for first-time homebuyers. So in the process of meeting you and asking you those questions, I'm going to decide where I can send you. Now, if you've already been pre-approved, 
fabulous. I'm not going to try to take you away from somebody that you're already comfortable working with and send you to somebody else. You know, as long as I know who that person is and that's a reliable lender, great. You're one step ahead of most of the people that come in the door. Would you also, I mean, you're talking about asking questions, find out if they're a veteran or... Absolutely. You know, because you mentioned before that there are programs for veterans. Of course. And and most veterans are very aware of their VA benefits. Ah. You know, it's a very important thing that they have earned. And and again, some markets we've talked, and I don't want to get too sidetracked, but some markets that VA loan has been detrimental, but we're back to a place where people are, you know, looking positively upon it. So anyway, so yeah, we're going to figure out your pre-approval. So if you say no, I'm going to give you names of people. You're going to call them. You're going to meet with somebody and they're going to walk through the process of what is your financial situation? Do you have some money saved up? Um, What's your credit score? Do we need to start there and start working on getting your credit score higher so that when we do get you financed, your interest rate will be more favorable because your credit score is more favorable. Okay. So it's, it's a process, but we just want to pay close attention so that we do it right. So in the back of your mind right now, I want you to think about this image that I always um, kind of go back to, if I'm climbing a mountain, I'm going to make sure I hire the best guide, okay? Because I want to make sure that I don't fall off that mountain. I want to make sure I don't starve on that mountain. I don't freeze on that mountain. So I want somebody that knows how to get me to the top successfully. So that's what I want you to think about. We're going to work together as a team of guides to get you to where you want to be. Excellent. Okay, so you're going to get that approval, and that lender is going to tell you, they're going to ask you questions like, Andy, how much are you comfortable paying a month? What are your other bills? Do you have a car payment? You know, what are you currently paying? Are you currently paying rent? Are you living at home with your parents? How much do you have in your savings? All of those questions. And with that information, they are able to say to you quite quickly, actually, because they plug it all into a formula, um, I can pre-approve you for $350,000 or I can pre-approve you for $225,000 or whatever it is so that you can A, comfortably afford those payments and feel good about it. Now, some people say, listen, this is what I make. This is what I have to pay. And they say, oh, we can approve you for $750,000. But I really like to travel and I want my house payment to be X per month and no more. And so that changes it to, okay, guess what? We're going to give you approval letter for 450000 so that you're comfortable with what you're paying. So that's it. There's not a one... It's not as easy as you get pre-approved, this is how much you can spend, go. It's, are you ready to be pre-approved at this time or do we have to start with building credit? Uh, And if you do, guess what? They tell you exactly what you have to do for that. And sometimes that's a six-month process. Sometimes that's a one-year process. But that lender will work with you from today until it's time to say, okay, now I can give you the pre-approval. All right. So the big part of this is communication about what you're comfortable paying each month, though, right? That, Absolutely. That's the key part of it. It is such a key part because I always think about buying a house as making an investment. So if I'm your investment banker and I say, how much do you want to put into your retirement account each month? What are you comfortable putting into your kid's college fund? It's the same thing. How much are you comfortable putting into this house investment, this shelter investment? Perfect. So now they'll tell you, 
I've been pre-approved now. You've been pre-approved and you know how much you're pre-approved for, okay? So now you come back to me and you say, okay, Robin, I got my pre-approval letter and um, here we go. I'm approved for $300,000. Okay, great. We'll start the process. So I say, what is your timeline? Because if you tell me, well, I'm signed up for a lease that I cannot break and I'm there for six more months, it's probably not quite time to start looking for a house. Right. And I would actually know this before I send you to the lender because we wouldn't do the credit pull and the pre-approval letter either because they typically last for six months. Okay. So then you would have to do that over and get a new one at the time that you're actually ready to buy a house. Okay. So there's just lots of moving parts, but as long as you have a guide who knows what those moving parts are and how they fit together, it really is a lot less stressful than it might be sounding right now. It's actually pretty darn easy when the person on the other end knows what they're doing. And is guiding you through it. We have to take a break already, Robin. All right. All right. We will do that quick. We're learning about buying a home, the basics of buying a home with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Back in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Add a stylish look with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome back. Today we're learning about the process of buying a home with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. So I'm at the process now, Robin. I've come in with my pre-approval for three hundred thousand, what, with three fifty, and and you're comfortable with that, and, and so I'm, and I have a lease that's going to be up in two months, let's say, or whatever. I'm ready. So to we're we, so we're ready to go. All right. So we got to get going. So the first thing I'm going to do is talk to you about the contract. Okay. A lot of people say. Um, I was going to work with this other agent, and they wanted me to sign a contract, and I didn't want to do that. And I'm like, oh, well, this is the thing. That contract actually serves you very well. That contract is what takes you from being a customer to being a client, okay? And as an agent, I owe my clients fiduciary duties. So I want to talk about agency in the agency relationships in real estate, okay? Okay. So if you're my buyer, I am going to enter into a buyer-broker agency relationship. And unlike many contracts, this is a unilateral contract. So in this particular contract, you're not promising me anything, but I'm promising you to work hard for you as a professional and to, to disclose to you what I owe you as fiduciary duties, all right? So the first thing I owe you is loyalty. I have to always act in your best interest. Now, I can, listen, it actually says work always in my client's best interest. So if you're not contracted with me as a client, I do not owe you these fiduciary duties. So these these contracts are very important, okay? And the other thing, a next fiduciary duty that I owe you is obedience. 
I tease my clients a lot of times when I'm <laughs> signing these and I say, it sounds a little bit like we're getting married, but if Scott's in the room, he laughs when I say the obedience part. Anyway, um, the obedience says that I will carry out all of your lawful instructions. So if you ask me to do something, as long as it's legal, um, like submit this offer or ask this question or get me this information, I- I'm going to do it. That's I owe you that. That's my fiduciary duty to you. Disclosure means that I will always disclose all material facts that I have any knowledge of that could reasonably affect your use and enjoyment of the property that you're going to buy, okay? Confidentiality is another fiduciary duty that I will owe you, Andy, and that means that I will always keep your confidences unless required by law to disclose specific information. So basically... You could be referred to me by a coworker or a friend of yours. I don't even say to that, I run into that person. I don't even say to that person, oh, hey, thanks for sending Andy over to me. I'm helping him buy a house. I'm very professional in the fact that what's going on with you is confidential, okay? It's, it's definitely very, very important to us as realtors. And reasonable care is another one of the fiduciary duties. And that says that I will always use reasonable care in performing duties as an agent. I always like to change that one and say, I will give you excellent care and that's a promise. And the last fiduciary duty is accounting. And that means that I will account to you for any money and property received as an agent. So you will understand how much commission I'm getting paid, who I'm getting it paid from. If you've been referred to me from another real estate agent, I'll explain to you that they're getting part of my commission as a referral fee. I mean, that by law all has to be disclosed to you. So those are the fiduciary duties that any broker salesperson owes to any client that they have under contract, okay? I've got it. Awesome. And so that's really important. The agency is always first. When I meet you, even before you become my client, when I show you houses, if I'm showing you a listing of mine, I explain to you, I do have a seller broker agency with this person. So they're my client. I owe the duties to them. You're just a customer. I owe you nothing. I mean, that's really important. And professional realtors should be explaining those agency relationships every time they have contact with a potential customer, potential buyer. I would expect that as well. So when you explain those contract duties, um, does that pretty much clear it up for folks right there? Because I, I, I think you explained it well. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. And I, I feel like I've done it hundreds and hundreds of times and I explained to people that if you're under contract with me I owe you those things and yeah. so now I'm looking out for you and you know once in a while well not even once in a while more actually often we'll get phone calls and say oh can I see your listing on 6th street sure are you working with an agent that's the first question I'm going to ask them because again I have to be a professional. And if they're under contract and working with another agent, then really the questions to me have to come from that agent. But, you know, the average buyer does not understand this. And they hear things and they hear that, oh, you're going to get a better deal if you work with the listing agent, go directly through the listing agent. So I'll get people who will call me and say, well, I want to work with you because you're the listing agent. So, no, I've never signed a contract with anybody and I won't do that because I only want to work with the listing agent. 
So I say, okay, I'm happy to show it to you. And then the first thing I do is explain to them, I owe all my duties to the seller because this is my listing. The seller is my client. Anything you tell me that is beneficial to them, I have to tell them. Okay, anything that I know about you, I know that you just won the lottery and you've got a million bucks. I know that you just went through a divorce. Anything that you share with me, I have to share with them because they're my client. Now, if you want the same fair treatment and you want me working equally as hard for you as I am for them, then I recommend that you become my client. Okay. So then I can owe you those same fiduciary duties. Gotcha. So when people understand it, I'm going to tell you something. They're anxious to sign up under a contract because they understand once I explain to them, no agent out there is going to work as hard for you as a customer as they're going to work for their clients. And rightfully so. That's not the way it's designed. So once people understand, so then we walk through the buyer's representation contract. Okay. So basically it'll say the buyer is, and we'll write Andy Brownell and the broker is Remax results slash Robin Gwaltney. Okay. And then it'll go on to say the day the contract starts. So we're going to start it today and the day the contract ends the typical length of a buyer's representation contract is six months okay Okay. and the reason being is now you tell me you have a lease for two months so you you want to be in that house in two months so with you we're going to probably find something this weekend or next week and close like two weeks before you have to be out of your apartment so then you've got time to move slowly but somebody else might say my my lease is for four months or i'm getting married in three months. I don't even want to think about doing this move until after that. So on average, six months seems to be a good time for the house search and then the waiting period for the closing. Sure. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, yeah. So it's sort of a, you know, standard and it can be modified. There's no set. The nice thing about real estate in Minnesota is nothing is set in stone. Everything is negotiable. Okay. It is illegal to um, set commissions. It's illegal to set contract times. It's Ill- those things are all negotiable. So I'm just telling you the norm. Okay. Okay. We have to take another break right. already. I can't oh, for that. Pete's sakes! All right. <laughs> You're on a roll. We have to take a break. Back in a moment with more. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I never write reviews, but Navaj is so amazing. With Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're back with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. And we're talking about uh, the basics of buying a home. From the home buyer's point of view, and now I have my contract with you, Robin, for six months, and you are—I am your client. Yes. So now we've gone through the contract. You understand it. You understand why you're signing it. You understand the language in the contract because we've walked through it line by line, and we've taken away any anxiety that you might have had about signing that. Okay. So now I'm going to set up a portal. We're going to talk about what is it you're looking for in a house, Andy. You know, are there anything that anything that you must have? And you say yes. As a matter of fact, there are some things that I absolutely must have. And so you tell me what those things are. And and it might be wheelchair accessibility. It might be a fenced yard for a uh, big dog. 
dog. It ginormous might be, garage. It might be a ginormous garage. Yeah, whatever those things are. So then I start your search and I set up a portal for you so that you don't have to spend hours a day online looking for the right houses. Instead, I've got it all in there so that the computer, as soon as a listing comes online, says, oh, this meets all of Andy's criteria. Boom, it's sent off to you. So you get it. And so you're going to get emails. And some, I go a little bit, um, like sometimes if people say, well, I really want uh, a three-car garage, and I want this, and I want that, and I want that. Sometimes I say two-plus because sometimes it's an oversized garage, and it could work. Sure. Now, you might get it and say, Robin, I told you a three-car garage. Yeah, you did, but this is a 1,000-square-foot car garage, right? Because it's got two single doors on it or whatever. So anyway, so sometimes I'll go a little bit more broad because it's easier to get a listing email to you and say, yeah, no, I'm not interested in that one at all and just delete it. And I would rather have that than, oh shoot, that one would have worked if you went to had it so stringent, I could have seen that one. But now we missed that one. Does that make sense? It does. Perfect. So as those emails come in, as soon as you see something that you want to take a look at, you just text me and say, oh my gosh, I love the one you just sent me today. When can we see it? Or you call me or you email me or whatever we have decided between the two of us at our initial meeting that is your um, choice of, you know, communication. Right. Your preference. And so then... It's as easy as that. You see something you're interested in, and we go take a look at it. And I always tell people, I am never bothered by taking you out to show you a house. I don't care if we look at 16 houses, if we look at 40 houses. I don't. It doesn't matter. I want you to be super comfortable because, as you know, my number one concern is to help you make a good investment. So, yes, it's super important to me that you like the house. It's super important to me that it has some of the things, most of the things that you were hoping to find, right? But it's way more important to me that you're making a sound investment. And that is where I come in and that is where I will really use my voice to give you guidance. And when I say use my voice, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm sharing facts, okay? So I will show you um, values of homes around it. I will show you how those properties have increased in value over the years. We'll look specifically at that property and see how long has the previous owner has it? Did they make money on it? What about the owner before that and the owner before that? Because history tends to repeat itself, right? So we'll take a look at it so that I can give you a very clear picture of what kind of investment you're making at the time that you purchase that house. So at this point, you're feeling good, you're feeling excited, and then we start the negotiations. Okay. You know, we this write the, the purchase agreement. Go ahead. No, this is the one I want. Now we get Perfect. into it. And so now I guide you. Now, let's go back to agency. There's buyer's representation, there's seller's representation, and then there's dual agency. And dual agency is the one that so many people are so afraid of because they interpret it as if Remax has the listing and Remax has the buyer, it's dual agency. Anytime both transactions are happening in the state of Minnesota within the same brokerage, it's dual agency. It could be Lori Mickelson's listing, my buyer. We don't work together. We're not on the same team, but we both work for the same brokerage. So therefore, it's dual agency. Okay? So it happens a lot with Remax. It happens a lot. Remax last year sold 32% of all 
all transactions in our MLS. So that means one out of three was done by a REMAX agent. So there's a very good chance you're going to have dual agency. And that just means it's a good thing, guys. It really is because what it means is that we're working hard for the seller and the buyer. So what we're really focused on is creating a win-win. And there is nothing better than a win-win in real estate and just in life in general. Okay, so when you've got two professionals working together to create a win-win so that at the end of the day, the sellers are very happy with what they got for the house and the buyer is very happy with the house they got for the money they paid. Boom, we've done it. Okay, and that is our ultimate goal. So we find the listing and if it's a Remax listing, I can't say, okay, if I were you, I would offer 450 because now I'm working equally as hard for the seller. Okay, so now all I can do is show you the comps, show you the CMA, give you the information, and believe me, by this time we've we've talked enough and we've worked enough that you're going to feel super confident in what's going on, okay? And then you simply say, okay, this is what I want to offer, Robin, and I take it, and then the person on the other side will come back with, okay, this is what the seller wants, and we work until we get a, a deal done, hopefully. You know, that's the ultimate goal. Right. But if it's a agency outside of Remax, then I have a little different um, ability because now I'm not working for the seller. The sell- I do not have the seller's best interest at heart or in mind. I have only, I only owe these fiduciary duties to the buyer. Okay. So now I can say, oh my gosh, that house is way overpriced. Let's come in 50,000 less. Or you know what? I think that house is a, you know, um, <laughs> whatever. It's been yeah, I think we just need to move on. That one's been on the market for 360 days and everything else in the neighborhood selling in 10. So there's a reason for that. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of advice. So even in this explanation, it might sound to people like, oh, it is kind of a disadvantage to have dual agency. But trust me when I tell you it's not. Um, last year, 87% of my transactions were dual agency and they are always... Um, in my opinion, really easy and smooth transactions. So when it's done right, and we definitely do it right, dual agency is definitely a good thing. But, you know, anytime you are working with anyone under contract, you just need to understand what they owe you, what you owe them, what this contract actually says, how is it explained. So make sure that whoever you're working with is walking through this paperwork with you line by line and explaining. I mean, there's nothing that makes me more anxious when I hear people say, here, just sign here, sign here, sign Oh my gosh, no. So at that initial meeting, I'm already giving you a purchase agreement and saying we're not even we haven't even looked at a house yet Andy but I want you to start looking through this purchase agreement and reading through it so if there's anything that really confuses you I want you to specifically point that out so I can explain to you what that means so when it comes time for you and I to sit down and write your actual purchase agreement you'll know what to expect awesome I can't believe it we're out of time already Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, maybe my next segment will have to be part two of buying a house. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. There's still a lot to this process. We have There before. certainly is. There okay. certainly is. Well, I look forward to that when we chat again next week. How do we get a hold of you in the meantime, Robin? If we have Absolutely. Anytime. Please call me on my cell phone, 507-259-4926.
Excellent. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and... 